Welcome to the Heme Consult Podcast, a weekly inspiration infusion for women of color and hematology. Dear woman of color and hematology, Heme Consults is your personal space to rest, recharge, and renew your spirit with a weekly infusion of inspiration from hematologist Dr. Toyasi Anwemena. Every Sunday, Dr. Anwemena will remind you that you are a superstar and have everything you need to succeed in your incredible career as a hematologist. Welcome to the Hematology Sisterhood that will transform your world. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Heme Consults podcast. I'm your host, Teosi Anwemena. I am a hematologist, coach, and your friend today. <laughs> I am excited to talk to you about today's episode called It's Yours, Go Get It. It is yours, go get it. And the theme scripture for this episode is Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 24. And as always, before we get started in the episode, I just want to encourage you, a woman of color in hematology, that the path before you looks fuzzy because it is, because it is up to you to create the path that other people will follow. And I know that you feel overwhelmed and you're like, why? Why do I have to be the one to forge a path every time? Why can't there be other people who forge this path for me? And the reality of it is that it is your path. You are the trailblazer. And if you don't blaze the trail, the path doesn't get followed. And to be honest, it is optional. You don't have to blaze the trail. But as long as you don't pursue the path that is yours, you're always going to be dissatisfied. You're never going to feel like you're living up to your full potential because you know that the path ahead of you is yours. You know it is yours for the taking, but you're tired of fighting. You feel like you've always been fighting. I want to tell you that this particular journey, this particular path is worth, it's worth fighting for. It's worth blazing. There are many things that you've invested in that maybe are not, I mean, in retrospect, don't feel like they're worth it. But I want to tell you that this path, and I think you know as well, this path is absolutely worth it. It is the reason you came. I would venture to say it is your destiny to take it and blaze the trail. Other people will follow you, but only if you lead. All right. All right, women of color and hematology, I'm talking today about It's Yours, Go Get It. And this episode comes from an experience I just had. And so I wanted to just come and share it with you. And now we'll just share that, you know, it's it's so, it's fresh. So I'm recording it from my hotel room and it's not a quiet hotel room. So you may hear some noises in the background and I'm just going to ask for some grace. Okay. Thank you for giving me grace. So a few weeks ago, I visited San Diego and I packed all my exercise clothes. And actually, I really did pack all my exercise clothes because it was really a two-week trip. I was leaving to go on a trip that was about five days long, and then I was going to leave from that trip and go on another trip. So I really did need two weeks' worth of clothing. And so I packed most of my exercise clothes, and I packed my swimsuit. I packed all the stuff, and I went on the trip. And it was busy, and it was time to go to the airport. And I packed all my stuff, and I checked and double-checked, and I knew I had everything. And I went to the airport. And you know, took the trip. And then two or three days later, I remember looking through and saying, where is my stuff? Where are all my clothes? (laughs) 
It took me three days to recognize that I had put all my exercise stuff in a drawer and I had not checked that drawer. I had not unpacked that drawer when I left the hotel. And so now this was like three, four days later and I was now calling the hotel trying to figure out, hey, do you have my stuff? And, you know, I was never really able to reach anyone. You call the front desk and then they forward you to the lost and found office, but then it's just a voicemail. And so you leave a voicemail and they tell you someone will get back to you within 24 hours. Well, somebody did get back to me. They left a voicemail and they said, call me back and ask for this person. And it took me a day or two and I called back. And of course, the person's not around. And the person who's there said, call again. Oh my goodness, a lot of phone tag. And honestly, it was three weeks later and I still hadn't been able to connect with the person who said they had my stuff. And there was just the knowing that I wasn't going to get my stuff. I mean, I was going to get it, but it was going to take a lot of time. And to be honest, who has time to be on the phone making phone calls all the time? So anyway, I happened to be coming back to the city a couple of weeks later. And I said, you know what? Let me think about whether it's going to be worth the investment to make this trip to this other hotel and get my stuff. And so it took me time to think about it. And I was like, you know what? I do like I, lo- I do like my exercise clothes. I mean, I could just, you know, buy new ones. But you know what? It's a lot of exercise clothes. And I actually want my stuff. And so I made the trip today. And I went all the way to the hotel. And when I got to the front desk and I asked a couple of tries and finally... You know, I probably have been waiting for about 15, 20 minutes now. And they send down a bag of clothes. And they're like, oh, great, we got your stuff. And, you know, as soon as I saw the bag and the color of the stuff inside the bag, I just knew it wasn't mine. I wear a lot of bright colors. And this was, you know, dark browns. I knew it wasn't mine, but I also needed to go through the motions, open the bag, look in it. And as soon as I looked at it, I was like, oh, definitely not mine. You know, they were so relaxed. You know, they knew it was mine, right? <laughs> so when I said definitely not mine, they were like, oh, well, let's call again. And so when they call, then they find out that the person was like, well, I didn't know it wasn't hers. I mean, they just sent me down with it. I mean, it was just all this. No one took ownership for helping me find my stuff. Anyway, eventually I keep coming back to the front desk and I'm like, hey, how far with my stuff? And finally, they put me on the phone with a guy who's in the office. He's by himself. He's actually the security guy. The lost and found, I think, is not his main job. Honestly, I could tell he couldn't be bothered. And I, you know, I talked to him about how, hey, this is my stuff. I've been calling, haven't been able to connect with anyone. And I'm here to pick it up. He's like, well, usually people, people tell us they're coming and then we get stuff ready for them. I'm like, I couldn't even reach you. So here I am. So there's a lot of grumbling, right? (laughs) And he's like, well, you know, I have other things to do. And it's such a busy day. This is not my number one priority. And I'm like, you know what? I live out of state and I need to be on the bus at 4 (laughs) p.m. This is like 30 minutes to 4 p.m. He's like, well, the longer I stay with you on the phone, the longer it's going to take you to get your stuff. Okay, so I put down the phone and I go wait patiently. At this time, I have to tell you that I start to pray. (laughs) I do. I am sitting down, looking out over the beautiful, beautiful La Jolla Valley And I'm sure there's a different name for it, but it's in La Jolla. And, you know, you look over, it's over this beautiful, beautiful golf course. And beyond it is the Pacific Ocean. The view was just so beautiful. So I'm sitting there patiently because I need to be patient, but I'm not leaving without my stuff, right? (laughs) And at the point at which I realized that this is a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. I I really am praying. I'm like, "Hmm, this has got to happen like it's supposed to. Anyway, finally, 
the guy, I mean, there's a lot of complaining that happens in the background of this because I keep hearing from the front desk staff. They're like, people leave stuff here all the time. You know, it's been a few weeks. And, and then they were just trying to prep me for the possibility that I would not find my stuff. And in my mind, I was like, you have my stuff. I know you have it. You haven't thrown it away. Therefore, I stay until I get my stuff. Long story short, the guy finally brings a bag. And as soon as I see the colors in the bag, I know it's myself. I don't even have to open the bag. I know it's mine. I'm like, thank you so much. I'm so excited, so happy. I grab my bag and I leave the hotel. All right, <laughs> that's the story. Now, why is that story relevant to you, a woman of color in hematology? It's relevant because the thing that belongs to you is yours. It doesn't belong to anybody else. It's yours. It is yours. And if you don't go after it, you don't get it. It's yours, but if you don't go after it, you don't get it. I mean, honestly, it did take me a long time thinking, is it worth the investment of continuing to make this phone call or going all the way over to this place just to get my stuff? And I decided it was worth the investment. But if I didn't go, I wouldn't have gotten my stuff back and I would have had to find alternate arrangements. And to be honest, the alternate arrangement of buying a whole bunch of new stuff, you know, it's not like a horrible option. I just didn't want to make that investment again because I had already made the investment. And so it's so important to recognize that in all of life, there's stuff that belongs to you and it's yours. And you're like, well, if it's mine, it should drop into my lap. And I wish that was the case. I wish that because it was mine, someone was going to wake up and recognize that, oh my gosh, this belongs to this amazing woman who lives in North Carolina. Let me quickly just pop it in a FedEx box and send it to her. But it was not their priority. You know, they really couldn't be bothered. There was so much other stuff that other people had left. You know, Americans, we have so much stuff. Of course, most people don't go back for their stuff. But it was mine. I had my name on it. And if I didn't go back, it would just be there. It would languish among all the other stuff that accumulates over years. And finally, maybe they'll have like a, a big charity event and donate it all to charity. Or maybe they'll just have a big bonfire and burn it all. But nobody else was going to come claim my stuff because it's mine. It's got my name on it. In life, in academia, there is stuff that's yours. And the only way you get it is by going after it. The only way by getting... You, the only way you get what belongs to you is to go after it. And so I'm here to encourage you to go after what belongs to you. The second thing I want to share is that they brought me stuff that wasn't mine. And it was clearly not mine. And to be honest, I could have been like, well, you know, I came here for clothes. These look like clothes. Sure, I'll just take them. But it wasn't mine. What doesn't belong to me, it doesn't belong to me. It doesn't fit me correctly. It doesn't satisfy me in the same way. I don't even wear those colors, the blacks and the browns. Once upon a time, maybe, but I don't wear them now. And so if I settled for something that didn't belong to me, it would be okay. People might not even really be able to tell that I was wearing stuff that wasn't mine. I may not even wear it. But if I settled... I would settle for something that didn't belong to me. And frankly, I would deprive somebody else of the of their opportunity, right? Of getting their stuff back. Because maybe the person who owns that actually finally wants to come back and get it. 
And if I left with their stuff, they would come back and not find it. So I would settle and the person who actually owns the stuff would not get it, like a double whammy. And so what am I saying? I'm saying that if it doesn't belong to you, it doesn't belong to you. Don't go after stuff that doesn't belong to you because the stuff that belongs to you, it fits you well. It like it enhances you. It satisfies you. It meets your needs. And anything less than what belongs to you doesn't satisfy. And if you're occupying a position that you don't even want to be occupying, or you're doing a research project that you don't even want to be doing, I need you to recognize that you're occupying a position that belongs to somebody else, that belongs to someone who actually will appreciate you moving out of the way so that they can step into their own destiny. And so to be honest, it's not just about going after what you want, what belongs to you. It's getting out of the way of the people upon whose, whose destiny you're probably sitting, right? It's, it's, it's a hard thing to think about, but that if you don't go after what belongs to you, you're settling for something that probably belongs to someone else. You're depriving them of their future and their destiny. I know I'm talking about clothes. This is not that close and not that deep, but I'm, I'm speaking metaphorically. You understand that this is greater than just the clothes. If I didn't go after what was mine and I settled for something that, you know, I mean, they, they gave it to me, right? They were like, well, this must be yours. Take it and go, right? No one was going to question me. I would walk out the door with stuff that didn't belong to me and nobody would question me. But I knew, I knew it wasn't mine. And that's the most important thing. And maybe this is point number three. If you are sitting in a place that doesn't belong to you, if you're wearing clothes that doesn't that don't fit you, if you are, are, are not going for what belongs to you, if, if you don't go after what belongs to you, nobody else knows or cares. Like, they don't know. They have no idea. They're like, oh, is she without the clothes that she needs? Or They don't know. And they don't know not because they don't care for you, but because it takes energy for them to care beyond something that belongs to them. Now, let's say my mom owned the establishment and she's like, oh no, it's my daughter. She's got to get her stuff. But my mom doesn't own the establishment. And for most of us in most of life, we are occupying spaces where we don't have people who are personally involved in helping us win. And that's okay because it's our job to get what we need, to get what we want. It's our job to move away from settling and coming into the space that we need to. There is abundance. There is abundance, y'all. There is abundance. And the thing that belongs to you is yours. If you don't get it, nobody else will take it. It'll just accumulate. And eventually maybe someone will say, well, no one's coming for it and throw it away. But it's yours. It's yours. What is yours is yours. And what doesn't belong to you doesn't belong to you. But there are so many people who surround you who do not care. They don't care whether you have what you need. They don't care if you have what you want. They don't care if you have stuff you don't want. They do not care. And they do not care not because they don't love you, not because they hate you, not because of anything awful, but just because it takes energy to care. And many people who surround you don't have that energy. And can I just be honest and say that some of those people are people who say they're your mentors and some of those people are people who say they're your colleagues. And wow, some of those people are people who say they're your friends and doesn't make them bad people. It just is that people have a finite amount of energy for a certain number of things and pursuing the thing that belongs to you. They don't have that energy because, hey, they're investing energy pursuing the things that belong to them. And the only way you get what belongs to you is by you investing energy 
in pursuing the thing that belongs to you. And so what are my calls to action? Number one, I want you to recognize what belongs to you. Sometimes the challenge is not knowing what is yours. And it does take work to figure it out. Yeah, it was easy for me. These are clothes that I bought. I already knew they belonged to me. They were missing. But sometimes we need to go after things that we don't even yet know. Like it hasn't even come into our radar or understanding that these things are ours. But the moment we come into understanding, wow, we got to wake up and, 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 and act on that understanding. But the first thing you've got to do is come to a place of understanding of what belongs to you. Now, I'm speaking to women of color in hematology. I'm speaking to women of color who are most likely in academia. Some of you, though, are not. And I know some of you are not women of color. But if you're listening to me, I am talking to you. It takes time to figure out what belongs to you. Take time to figure it out. Take time to understand. If you are in academia, the ability and the right and the opportunity to lead a program of scholarship is your right. It belongs to you. You get to choose what program of scholarship you lead. I know a lot of people are just handing you stuff. Again, doesn't belong to you. Don't take it. But you get to choose. And what you choose, what resonates with you, what really nourishes you, it's on the inside of you. And here's where I say, hey, coaching can help you bring it out. I want to be your coach. I want to connect with you. I want you to understand what belongs to you. And all I do is create space for you to figure it out because somehow, so far, you've had a hard time figuring out what that is. And it's not on you. It's not like a deficit. It's just the nature of our experience in medicine is that we go, 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 go. And we don't have a clear understanding of the thing that belongs to us. So the first thing is to understand the things the thing that belongs to you because until you understand what belongs to you you don't even know what to go go after or you'll settle for the thing that doesn't belong to you the second thing you got to do is the moment you figure it out the moment you come to a place of understanding you got to go get it you absolutely you absolutely got to go get it because if you don't get it, you don't get it, right? If you don't go after it, you don't get it. If you don't pursue, you don't get it. And it might take you a little bit of time. You might have to travel across town. You might have to hang out in front of a front desk and keep going back and saying, hey, where's my stuff? Hey, where's my stuff? It may take persistence. It will not come easy. But if it's yours, you go after it. You don't rest until you have it. Don't say, you know what? I'm good. No, don't, don't do that. It belongs to you. And if you don't go after it, you don't get it. <laughs> so please pursue with a vengeance because it's yours. Until you pursue, you don't get it. Okay. The third thing I want to share with you is don't settle for something that doesn't belong to you. Because if it doesn't belong to you, it's likely that it belongs to someone else. And someone else is waiting for you to let go of the thing that doesn't belong to you so that they can take it because it's theirs. It's your responsibility to go after the thing that belongs to you because until you recognize and go after it, you won't let go of the stuff that doesn't belong to you. And there's a long line of things you're holding on to that don't belong to you. There's some projects you're hanging on to that you're like, you couldn't care less about the project, but your mentor said it was a great project and there you are doing it. It's a project that somebody else 
is going to be so excited about the moment you let go of it and let them hold on to it. You're settling. You're not even happy. And the person who would be happy, you're kind of blocking their way. Please don't do that. Please let go. Don't settle. Don't settle. Because if you settle, not only are you living below the place that you could be living, but you also are taking up opportunity that belongs to someone else. And that's a big deal. It's a big thing of responsibility. And I hope you'll recognize that this is not a judgment against you. It's just to say, hey, when you go after what belongs to you, when you go after the thing that most resonates with you, it is a service you do to humanity. It's not to feel guilty. It's to empower you to go for what you want. Because in serving what you want, in serving the thing that most resonates with you, you are also releasing other people into their destinies as well. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage you, a woman of color in hematology, it is not an easy path that you tread. This is hard. Going after the stuff that belongs to you should be so easy, but it's not. The stuff that belongs to you should just fall into your lap, but it doesn't. And I just want to encourage you that this is the way it is. And it's okay. Because you, you know what to do. The moment you know, you can. You've been doing it all of your life. You did it to pass through med school. You did it to go through residency. You did it to go through fellowship. You've been doing this. You can. I just encourage you to take up the energy again to run. Don't be tired. Don't be tired. Your reward is ahead. Don't. Don't be wary. All right. It's been such a pleasure talking with you today. I'm so glad that I could share this story with you. And I'd love for you to reach out to me and tell me how it's been a blessing to you. Tell me how it's encouraged you. And I certainly want you to come work with me as your coach. Reach out to me and let's set up a discovery call so we can talk about what that could look like. All right. I'm rooting for you. You're going to do great this week. And I look forward to talking with you again the next time.